Section 5 of David and His Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Larry Wilson. David and His Friends, a series of revival sermons by Louis Albert Banks. The Homesickness of the Soul As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. And when shall I come and appear before God? Psalm 42, 1 and 2 If you have ever seen, as I have, in the northwestern woods, a wild deer pursued by the hounds, until tired and hot and panting for water, he makes for some mountain brook that comes down through the canyon. Not only that he may refresh himself in drinking its clear, cool waters, but that by following the stream he may throw his dangerous pursuers off the track and escape. You have an insight into the meaning of this outburst of David. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. The picture is one of a hunted beast, one closely pursued by the dogs and the hunters, one which feels that it has but just one chance of life, and that is to get to the brook. Strong as the picture is, it is not an exaggeration of the condition of many a human soul that is pursued by wicked temptations and hounded by vicious appetites and lusts. Oh, the cry of the human heart, the panting of a poor hunted and pursued soul that longs for freedom longs for some respite from the everlasting chasing barking dogs of sin upon its track just before christmas a pathetic letter was handed to one of the judges in a new york court it came from one of the prisoners who was then in the dock waiting for sentence the writer said that he had not had a free christmas for twenty-two years and he longed beyond the power of words to express to spend the day this year outside the walls of a prison it appeared from his record that he had been arrested in 1877 and tried for grand larceny. He had been convicted and sentenced. There had been several charges against him, and when he had served his term for one offense, he was rearrested as he left the penitentiary and tried for another. In November last, he was once more a free man, but there was one more charge pending, and he was arrested as his discharge papers were handed to him. He was the more disappointed because he had learned in the prison a trade by which he could support himself honestly and was hoping to lead a right life all this he explained in his letter to the judge and begged him when he should be brought up for sentence to give him a chance an officer corroborated his story of good behavior in prison and his learning a trade the judge having read the letter in open court gave the prisoner some good advice and suspended sentence the man was so overcome with joy that he was unable to walk, and an officer had to lead him out of court. We can understand why a man should be overwhelmed with rejoicing at his sense of freedom at last, from the prison guard dogging at his footsteps and the key turned in the lock of his cell door. But how much more perfect and glorious is that freedom which comes to the man or the woman who is freed from sin by the Son of God. There is not only the freedom from sin, but there is the glad consciousness of Christ's love, and the daily communion with God which satisfies the thirst of the soul. There is not only the escape from the hounds of wicked passion and appetite, 
but there are the refreshing draughts from the water of life john b guff tells how he was once entertained by an influential businessman in a town in new hampshire this man lived in a splendid home and he had earnestly sought out guff and begged him to go home with him after his lecture when they entered the house he said to mr guff i was once one of the most debased and degraded of drunkards i will tell you how i reformed some ladies noticed a little girl passing by their houses daily with a tin pail in her hand one day they accosted her little girl what have you got in your pail whiskey ma'am where do you live down in the hollow one of the ladies accompanied her home and said to the mother is this child yours madam yes does she go to school no we have no clothes for her send her to our house and we will furnish her with clothes yes responded the poor woman and her father was still them for drink does your child go to sunday school inquired the lady no replied the mother i propose a plan said the lady let your girl come to our house and we will give her clothes so that she can go to sunday school and she can return and put the old ones on before returning home that was agreed upon and the little girl was so teachable and learned to read so soon that she was presented with a little testament which was the first thing she ever owned she loved it so much that she took it to bed with her and held it in her hand till she went to sleep one day the child was ill so sick that the doctor said she must die the father went into her room and sat by her side at this point the man looked into guff's face and said oh how i wanted a drink that quiet child little knew the hell there was in me i must have drink and felt like stripping the house of everything i could lay my hands upon i looked at the child she was dozing the testament dropped from her fingers on the coverlid of the bed i saw it and looked about me for i felt i was guilty i stretched out my hand and took the testament i put it in my pocket went out and got for it a drink of gin i came back to the child and soon she looked at me and said papa you know jesus said suffer little children to come unto me i have tried to come papa just as well as i know how and when i die i shall go to jesus but oh papa suppose jesus should ask me what you did with my little testament what shall i tell him the tears ran down the strong man's face as he told the story to guff but he smiled through his tears and said my little girl's question was like a flash of lightning but before that child died she heard me cry god be merciful to me a sinner from that day twenty-three years ago i have never touched intoxicating drink what glory there is in the freedom and riches of mercy that come to a hunted soul like that who finds in god's water brooks escape from the cruel hounds of evil habit and refreshment for the famishing soul a man whose sins had driven him from bad to worse until he had brought up in sing sing new york gave me this story recently while in the prison he passed through all the moods and tenses incident to a life of isolation loneliness and exile he carried a load of sorrow as heavy as ever weighed down bunyan's pilgrim 
which fills the realms of dante's inferno and which caused him to place over the entrance the despairing inscription abandon hope all ye who enter here this was the man's condition when one day maud ballington booth came into that prison and said with a tenderness that went home to his heart as it did to many another hard and hopeless heart there i love you all they look up startled the sweet words from that good woman's overflowing heart came like fragrant dew on a dry and parched earth it worked like magic it was a kind of gospel which this man had never heard before he had come to believe that he was hated but mrs booth talked as his mother would have talked could he have kneeled again at her knee as when he was a boy she told him god loves you infinitely more than i do the frozen ground began to thaw icy streams melted into liquid rivulets new purposes arose in his heart as sap mounts up a grapevine in the spring when baptized in warm sunshine he said within himself that is what i need when the invitation was given to seek christ he stood up at once the die was cast the change was made the stand was taken and from that hour though still in prison for months he lived a joyous christian life two articles of creed were born in him all things are possible with god and all things are possible to him that believeth thank god the same water brooks that refreshed and comforted that poor hunted soul and caused life to blossom anew for him so that he has come out from the dark past and is living an honourable life as a son of god are open for every hunted and pursued man or woman anywhere but do not let any one say these illustrations do not touch my case for i am not that kind of person i have always lived a respectable life and i have never done anything so very bad and i have never experienced this hunted feeling that you speak of if that is true then thank god that you have been so hedged about and protected as to have been held back from so many sins which have pursued others do not allow yourself to be proud that you have escaped the sins that have dragged others down but rather thank god in humility that you have been saved if you had been put under the same stress of temptation that they have perhaps you would have fallen still deeper into the mire but if you are not a drunkard or a thief or a gambler or a libertine or a greedy sensualist if you have been going on living for this world only refusing to give god your heart in affectionate love refusing to grant him the service and testimony which he asks of you then i know there is a thirst in your soul for happiness and peace which the things of this world can never satisfy dr david burrell of new york tells an interesting story of akiyama a buddhist from japan who was secretary of the japanese legation at the russian court he was a very intelligent bright man but he had never thought seriously of any religion except that of his own country being a human being his heart had never found rest and the thirst of his soul was never satisfied in january eighteen ninety nine he passed through new york city on his way to japan in his room at the hotel he found a prayer book in turning over its lessons from the gospels his eyes fastened on the blessed words of jesus conviction came to him at that moment almost as strangely and suddenly as it did to saul of tarsus this jesus is the very christ he is the one who alone can save my soul 
the buddha is nothing christ is all the triptika are false the bible is a revelation from god he exclaimed in sentences like these and flung himself upon his knees in earnest prayer to god through jesus christ he rose from his knees and burned the pagan scriptures which from a child he had revered his heart was set upon making an immediate confession of christ he made known his desire to one of the proprietors of the hotel saying i believe what doth hinder me to be baptized he could scarcely wait for the moment when the rite of baptism should finally and formally announce to the world his deliverance from darkness into light the proprietor of the hotel was himself a christian hunted up a minister and a number of christians among whom were some missionaries were called in he gave his testimony in both english and japanese he said in the former time i grouped about in the darkness searching for god this time god came after me the grateful tears rolled down his cheeks while he told his happy experience i am sure there are some who hear me to-night who have had the earlier experience of this japanese gentleman although you have been held back by god's mercy and the circumstances which have surrounded your life from disgraceful and outbreaking sins yet the things of the world have not been sufficient to give peace to your soul and there is a deep thirst there which only the water brooks of god that flow from the mount calvary can ever quench but how glorious is my privilege to assure you that you may quench your thirst this very hour by coming to the lord jesus surely there is no reason there can be no good reason why you should not come at once you cannot imagine a heart pursued by the hounds in danger of being overtaken and destroyed and told by its instinct that in the water brook yonder is its only certain escape delaying its flight toward the one chance of safety how much more unwise it is for you to delay your coming to the water of life nothing else will ever give you peace nothing else will ever give you certain happiness nothing else can give you freedom from sin or forgiveness and safety from the sins of the past delay does not make it easier to come it gets harder all the time not only is that so but every hour you delay you are losing precious time when you might be rejoicing in god's love and be employed in blessed service for christ and your fellow man there is an old legend of king tarquin and the sibyl which has been often repeated but its message is of such infinite importance that every delaying soul ought to hear it the story is that the old woman came into the king's presence staggering under the weight of nine great rolls of manuscript containing prophecies and counsels concerning rome she offered them for sale but asked a price so high that the king hesitated to buy them wait till to-morrow said the king next day she came again but with only six books having destroyed three and for the six she asked twice as much as she had asked for the nine tarquin again declined to purchase and the woman withdrew once more she came this time with only three of the volumes and asked a higher price yet tarquin dared delay no longer and purchased the books at the cost of half his treasure for they were of great value to him the water of life is offered us to-night salvation from sin through jesus christ if we surrender ourselves to god and pay the price which the lord asks we may have all that is left of the possibilities of life filled with the presence of the lord but if we delay 
less and less time is offered us and it becomes harder and harder for us to yield nothing has ever been more pathetic and heartbreaking to me than to see a man or a woman who has refused god through youth and middle age come to old age with the thirst of the soul unsatisfied and find it almost impossible to break down the habits of years and submit in humility to christ and yet i thank god that the oldest may come and that so long as life lasts if a man will only repent of his sins and return to christ he may drink deep of the water brooks of god but how much wiser it is to come to the lord in youth come now end of section five